welcome to the Limitless Hairdresser podcast where we believe that you deserve to live the life of your dreams and we're here to help you make that happen. I'm your host Kelly Mason and welcome to episode number 28. We have special guest on today Nicole Chikoki from Truth, Beauty, and Goodness. Nicole is an embodiment hairstylist, a consultant, and coach, and she lives in New York City. That's where we recorded this episode at her adorable studio. And Nicole and I actually met through the Left Brain Group, who both represents us for our education and classes that we teach. And we're both part of their Conscious Collective, which is a group of hairdressers who are using consciousness, meditation, mindfulness into either technical hair services or business hair services. We all get together once a year for something called Bayou St. Blonde. It's a really cool indie education event that's two days in New Orleans that Erin Dietrich from the Left Brain Group puts on. And I got to catch up with Nicole, meet her in person, and hang out. She's also on our episode number 24 called the NOLA Slumber Party, which was with Nicole, Kate from Soul Dresser Retreats, Roxy Jane Hunt from Free Your Hair, and Brie Bird from Oracle Education and Salon in Denver. So if you're feeling in the mood, you can totally check out that episode too. It's it's pretty fun. What's so cool about hanging out and getting to know a lot of other hairdressers who are really interested in expanding consciousness, using energy work into their coaching, into their classes, into their salon environments, is that we all start to get and develop new ideas and come up with really innovative, um, progressive concepts that really could push the boundaries of the beauty industry, what the beauty industry actually could mean and could do for the expansion of the collective consciousness. It's so cool and I get real geeked about talking about this stuff. So it's so much fun to sit down with a fellow energy healer and craft hairdresser like Nicole. We had a great conversation in this episode about what the beauty industry is going to look like in the next couple of years, what beauty truly is and what it means to Nicole. She talks about her embodiment practitioner training and the 19 different practices that go along with it to enrich your lifestyle and your career behind the chair in just a different and new way to offer services to our clients. So if you're someone who's interested in blending craft hairdressing with the art of energy medicine to create meaningful transformations, this episode is totally for you. So plug in and tune out and check out this conversation with Nicole Chikoki from Truth Beauty Goodness and myself live at her studio in New York City. Do you guys like that? I'm telling you what, if you consistently listen to the Limitless Hairdresser podcast for the last 27 episodes that I've made, I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I am sitting at my house in my little meditation room to the side of my living room and I record these episodes in here. I edit these episodes in here. I sometimes scream at my computer in here because I don't know what I'm doing, but I have done every single second of this entire podcast on my own and I had no idea what I was doing when I started. So if you hear a lot of different things happening, a lot of changes happening within the podcast, it's because I don't know what I'm doing half the time and I'm just doing my best and I'm trying my hardest to keep it interesting and fun. Um, 
That being said, I am going to be switching things up a little bit on the podcast coming very soon. Probably this summer, we're going to have a new intro. We're going to get a little more consistent with the format. We might be adding in some new segments into the show. So what I'd really love for you to do is go to Instagram and give us some feedback. Send us a DM. Let us know what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of, what you think would be fun for us to incorporate. Um, I'm really open and I want to make some shifts this summer as we kind of transition into a new phase of what the podcast is all about. And uh, yeah, I have some really good ideas. So don't be shy. Please go send us some messages. We need to hear from you. We're also going to do some polls over there. So make sure you get involved with that because this is for you and I want you to be loving and enjoying every second of it. Yay! That being said, one more thing I wanted to announce before we hop into today's episode. We have our first free offering coming to you on Wednesday. It's going to be an e-manual for finding and embracing your superpower. I made this manual because I know and I truly believe that each one of us is born with special gifts to offer this world. Things that we're supposed to use and embrace in this lifetime. In the age of social media, it can be super tempting and even addicting sometimes to compare ourselves to other people, what other people's success looks like, what we feel like we define beauty as, how we describe happiness, what fulfillment is, and the list goes on and on. I know it's true because even with all of the self-work that I've done on myself and continue to do, can still fall into that insta trap from time to time. And you know what? It's okay. We're human beings, but I really wanted to shed some light on how to figure out what is it that can help you to step into your personal power, know your worth, know what you're here for, know what your purpose is, and really get clear on how you can implement that into your career, into your life, so that you're not always striving for someone else's dream. So I highly recommend that you go over to LimitlessHairdresser.com, click get in the know so you can be on our email list and I'm going to send all of you who are on the email list the first dibs to downloading the e-manual. It's gorgeous. I love it. It's so pretty and I just cannot wait for you guys to dive in and let me know what you think and how it will help you change your perspective, shift your mindset and really step into your power and feel empowered and feel like you are have so much purpose that every single day you're super excited to do whatever kind of job you have, whether you're a salon owner, you're a booth renter, you're an employee, you're an assistant, you're an entrepreneur, you're a blogger, you're a YouTuber, you are an educator, whatever kind of role you're playing, I want you to be able to fully, fully, fully embrace it. So check it out, limitlesshairdresser.com. Make sure you opt into our email list and we will send you the first goodies. So go, go do it now. Pause it and just go do it now. So it's done. You're over with and you don't have to worry about it. And you're going to get something in your email very soon. Hello, Nicole, and welcome to the Limitless Hairdresser podcast. How are you doing today? Thanks. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So we are here in New York City at Nicole's studio, which is amazing. Um, so Nicole just finished up her first, um, embeautiment practitioner training here in New York city. So I'm going to have her introduce herself and tell her, tell you guys a little bit about what she's got going on in making hairdressers lives more peaceful and 
hair more beautiful and fun. Yeah, uh, so my name's Nicole Chikoki, and um, I'm supposed to get closer to the microphone. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Uh, yeah, I live here in New York City, and I've been doing hair for, well, since 1997, professionally, before that. Uh, God, as long as I've been alive, <laughs> Born, probably. Right? Yeah, I was like braiding my own hair in, in the womb, I think. Yeah, so I just got done with the first embodiment method practitioner cohort here. Yeah, it was, thanks, thanks. Um, Yeah, it was a really incredible experience. Uh, I had 13 just, you know, really open hairstylists come. The program is actually for any beauty professional looking to integrate wellness into their beauty services. But this cohort was all hairdressers, so it was very, it was really special. Yeah, um, we got to talk about mm-hmm. hair in particular and what it, what it's like to be a hairdresser and the the challenges and really, um, the embodiment method is all about adding more wellness to what we do in beauty, and mm-hmm. so the practitioner training um, prepares beauty professionals to apply the embodiment method to the work that they're doing professionally, but also creeps into our personal life too, because it's, it's all the same thing. Yeah, really. For sure. Yeah. So how does the, um, embodiment method work? I know you have 19 practices Mm -hmm. and I know a little bit about it, but why don't you tell us a little bit about how you integrate that into what you're already doing as a hairdresser? Yeah. Well, so the whole premise of it, there's three main parts to the embodiment method. The first is, and probably the easiest concept to understand, is that there's three main pillars to it, mind, body, and spirit. Um, and all of the practices fall within one of those pillars. Um, so, for example, the mind, the mind beauty practices are things like working on our beauty narratives, uh, getting to know your personal strengths, um, practicing loving kindness, gratitude, growth mindset, and mindfulness. Um, The body beauty practices are things like nutrition, sleep, Mm -hmm. movement, energy, beauty rituals, and complementary therapies. And then the spirit beauty practices are um, things like altruism, leadership, uh, what else? Introspection, community, spirituality, creative expression and play and really this the whole program embodiment method is it's really just an extension of all that like my journey and Mm -hmm. everything that um I definitely hit a point in my career where I I was crashing and burning and at like one of the most successful places of my career on the outside but inside I was like crashing and burning and so the embodiment method is really just a collection of things that have worked for me. And I've always felt and known that beauty, the conversation we're having currently in the industry is really incomplete and it's just pretty one dimensional. So I wanted to have a bigger conversation about it. I wanted to have a more holistic conversation and, you know, always wondered like what would that be like as a hairdresser if I could address people's beauty and talk about beauty not just in terms of what's going on outside yeah. and about their hair but 
you know, we could have the deeper conversations about, you know, if something comes up where they're really being hard on themselves about the way they look, what if I had tools to like go into that conversation and help them transform not only how they actually look on the outside, but how they feel about how they look? Mm -hmm. Because that's really, that's actually more important. Oh, it's so important. It's everything, right? You know, as I've been teaching for a long time, and I know, how long have you been actually teaching as an an educator? (laughs) Words are hard. As Uh, an educator in the industry. Yeah, so probably officially, formally, since about 2002. Okay, yeah. So you've been you've seen it all too. It's it's really interesting and I think part of the reason that you and I are both like really drawn to awareness and increasing increasing awareness and also spreading uh, tools for hairdressers to use is you get to see firsthand when you're out in the field working with other hairdressers, being with other salon owners, mm-hmm. being with all of these other people who we that are our peers really and seeing the struggles that people are having because yeah. that's majority of the conversation that I would have if I'm teaching a product knowledge class, totally. it's not, or a haircutting class or a yeah. color class, whatever it is. It's normally not really, I can't do this skill. It's, I don't know how to introduce this to someone or I don't know how to respond if they don't like it. Yeah. I don't know how to talk about pricing yeah. because it makes me feel a certain way. Yeah. And I think at the root of it is like these feelings. Yeah that we are struggling with as human beings in and out of the beauty industry or in and out of our, in our workplace. But I think that's really, it's really cool that you've put together a complete system to be able to support the problem really that we've been having. And I think we've tried to put band-aids on so many different things and we try to create these physical systems to put into place to make it more more palatable and to to make it more progressive but ultimately I feel like we've just been running in circles yeah well and that's the nature of when you want to you know have complementary go find complementary medicine or an integrative therapy right like our if if we compare it to the medical world that the conversation in a lot of western medicine is incomplete because Mm -hmm. they're just looking to kind of diagnose you from a you know a book Mm -hmm. whereas an integrative medical doctor will look at you as a whole person Mm -hmm. and try to figure out what the root is what the Mm -hmm. root cause is and I spent a lot of years yeah teaching a ton and teaching classes that were all about the fire mm-hmm. I wanted to go to where where was the fire coming from mm-hmm. right what was the problem like why I didn't want to teach another class about product knowledge and like try to talk hairdressers into selling products when what's underneath it like where's their mo- where's their intrinsic motivation oh yeah you know like why do you need this product why mm-hmm. what's underneath it and you know I know that's always been a part of how I teach. And for me, if I'm not being authentic, I don't do it because that's just, that's one of my strengths mm-hmm. is, is belief and that I, I am, my ability to get things done is really truly motivated by me wanting to do them and believing in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I always felt like it's not about selling, it's about educating, it's about helping, you know, it's about helping. If you, if you think about your client's day is going to go a little bit easier every single day because they have the education and the product to support what they want to do with their hair, mm-hmm. that would motivate me to sell product. Right. You know, but it wasn't about selling. You couldn't put that word on it. So 
yeah, getting to the root of it. Embodiment, the embodiment method really does get to the root of um, disengagement, mm-hmm. you know, because there's, there's, there can be high disengagement in this business, especially the longer that you do it, because everything just repeats and it just, year after year, you're like, I'm just doing the same thing over and over again and packing mm-hmm. all these clients in, and our measure of success is like being as busy as you can be and making as much money as you can, mm-hmm. but we're not having the conversation about, well, what's your quality of life like? Mm-hmm. What does it feel like to be in that kind of busy cycle? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, and that answer is different really for everyone. Totally. Some people thrive on a really fast paced, energetic day totally. and others don't. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of where the, you know, a big part of what I've been studying and, and uh, observing is the comparison aspect mm. of what success really looks like. Mm. Because, it, you know, for a long time it was like, your book needs to be full mm-hmm. at this capacity, this much retention rate, this much numbers, this percentage of this, this percentage of that. Well, some people just can't operate at that level. Right. So how can you... I wasn't one of those. (laughs) (laughs) I've had my moments where I was able to do that, but a lot of times when I was, it was because I was trying to almost escape from something else. Mm. So I would pack on tons and tons and tons of work too. And then I would get stressed and overwhelmed and I can't handle it and I need a break and I get sick. Yeah. Um, but we will see that and be like, wow, that person's making, you know, the big number right now in our industry is like be a hundred thousand dollar hairdresser. Like a hundred thousand dollars is, you know, maybe not in New York city. You might be like, yeah, you guys are just making a hundred thousand dollars. That's awesome for you. But, but you know, that's kind of the standard. Like if you can make a hundred thousand dollars as a hairdresser, you're, you've made it. Yeah. And so then if you don't and you're not, you feel like you're not Mm. doing something right. Mm. Or maybe that's not what de- de- defines success for you. Yeah. And uh, so we put all of these kind of st- stipulations on what that looks like. Yeah. Um, but kind of coming back to the, to the client experience, really getting in tune with how do they want to feel instead of what, it, what do you want? Because yeah. I feel like that's where we started to go left mm. was with like, um, when the cl- clients start taking the power away from us mm. and coming and saying, I want these highlights and I want to be out in two hours mm-hmm. and I want it to be this price. And mm-hmm. we're like, okay, mm. let me go mix it up really mm. quick and I'll be right back. And then we're like, Oh, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. And now we put all the stress on us because we've given the power away. But with what you're working with and, and doing, it seems like it's more, what do you need from me today? Mm. And how can I fulfill that? Mm. And in, in a different way that's beyond a color or a haircut. Yeah. Well, we're in service mm-hmm. to them. Really, truly, at the end of the day, and I don't, I think this is going to be a little bit polarizing, but this is, ha- for me, my practice is that I'm in service to this client. The most important thing is that they walk away feeling great mm-hmm. and that they feel that they look great. That's my bottom line. Yep. So whatever it takes to get them there is what I'm here to do. Um, and yeah, cause there's lots of, com- and I've been a part of lots of conversations where it's, th- there's a voice in my head saying, Nicole, don't say that. Don't say this. Don't say this, but I'm going to say it. Say um, it. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, as hairdressers, I think we, th- a lot of times make it about us, like what their hair looks like when they walk out. And I mean that in terms of 
I think we think that if we do something that we don't necessarily love, but that they love, like where our aesthetics don't necessarily match, that we think we're gonna all of a sudden get all these clients that want that certain thing that we weren't super happy with, hmm. right? So it's like poo-pooed upon, like people have really hard lines, like no, I will not do that because mm -hmm. aesthetically, because they don't believe in it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, if I feel differently about that now where I'm like, I'll do something for someone, even if I don't think it looks like whatever, you know, if, not that it doesn't look good on them, but that maybe I just don't think it looks great. But if they feel beautiful in like it. Like somebody having like gray hair and wanting to have the gray hair and you're like, mm, we should definitely color that. Yeah. The, well, that's, I mean, <laughs> I'm so pro gray hair. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, and I but think yeah, that's, whatever the thing is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's about them. Yeah. It's really about them. It's about them, but and it's also about like the way that we can make it about us in an empowering way instead of about us in an ego way mm. is by listening more. I think we struggle with that sometimes mm -hmm. is listening to what's behind what they're saying. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like yeah. intuitively listening, but you're studying yeah. body language. Yeah. They're saying this, but do they really mean that? Yeah, totally. You know, if they're yeah. sitting here with their hands fidgeting and yeah. they're just like, I want to, I want to Bob. Yeah. And you're like, do you? do you really? Or is that yeah. what you, you know, this yeah. kind of goes into your, your beauty narrative yeah. we're talking about at Bayou St. Blonde yes. is, are they just conditioned to think that they need to have a bob because right. that is what's popular right now. Right. So now they think to be fitting in that they need to have the, yeah. that look. Yeah. And you know, that's part, I feel like that's been a huge part of how I've been successful behind the chair. And maybe you have too, is that I can tell when someone is saying things or asking for things or wanting things strictly because they think that's what they should do. They should. Yeah. And to yeah. be able to hold that space for them to say, yeah, you know, is I think yeah. that, you know, and then almost not even address it. You don't yeah. want to make them feel bad, yeah. but say, I think that this would be really great for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's going to da 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 da, and then totally. you know, pour on compliments that are authentic. Yeah, and now they can almost relax and f have like this permission to not have to be what everybody else is. Totally. Well, they trust you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think of my services as a co-creation. Mm -hmm. I like upfront tell my clients that this is a that this is a collaboration. And that I'm not, I think some hairdressers love it when people sit down and say, do whatever you want. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> I don't hate it, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of responsibility to have all the weight on me. Right. You know, and actually I've really in the last few years embraced that as a hairstylist that I channel information mm -hmm. and I channel information through hearing someone tell me context and what's mm -hmm. going on, what they like, what they don't like, how it was, how it is, you know, what their ha dream hair would be like, all of that. Somehow I start getting information and, yep. and ideas coming through. But if I don't get that information, then I got nothing. So how do you feel like you position yourself to, to receive that information, to be able to be in a mm -hmm. space where you can, in fact, be intuitive to what you 
need to say back when Mm -hmm. it's time for you to speak because Mm -hmm. I feel like that is something people struggle with. Mm. They're like, I don't know what to say. Mm. I don't know what to do. And they get nervous Mm -hmm. and then then they're in their head Mm -hmm. doubting whatever they might be saying. They're like, I think we should do highlights. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Uh Yeah. And Uh and it's this insecurity Mm. of themselves and of their, you know, you might be an amazing hair cutter, mm. but you doubt that you're going to deliver a good what haircut. Do. Well, I think experience helps with that. Like having lots of yeah. experience. Number one, number two, I think the, and this is something I was kind of thinking about as we were starting to talk that my own self care and mm-hmm. being able to quiet down, you know, you, you know, all about meditation. And I think for me, doing the things that I can do to take care of myself so that when I'm with a client, I am 100% present Mm -hmm. and with them, you know, because even if say you love the idea of embutiment and, you know, someone comes through my training and becomes a practitioner, say they don't do any of the things, right? The most important thing you can do in beauty service that really makes it healing work is to just be present. Mm So for me, when I can just be there and like 100% with all of my being listen and not have the chatter in my head, I get information, but it's different than my own chatter. Like mm-hmm. my own chatter would be like, what am I going to have for dinner? And what am I wearing? And my jeans are too tight. And oh my God, is there <laughs> like, did I sweep the floor? Like all those things that are mm-hmm. going on. If I can just, you know, usually when I'll sit and be like face to face with my clients and I'll Mm -hmm. just feel my sense of grounding, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can check in with my grounding and my centeredness and then be there and just listen. And I think, I think also asking questions, Mm -hmm. like I don't do, I I feel like I don't, I do probably 70 or 30% of the talking in a consultation Mm -hmm. and I'm just mostly asking questions just to get curious. Mm -hmm. So and that like, we don't have to know everything. That's mm-hmm. the cool part too. I'm definitely the expert and I, I'm gonna drive, if, if we need direction, I'm gonna drive us, but it's really fun to get curious and to ask questions and make suggestions and then come to a decision together. Mm-hmm. Like that's really important to me. Yeah. So that it's, it's not all on me, but it is like we get, a, we get into an agreement, right? Yeah. Um, I just thought yeah. of something Tell me. really interesting because before we got on this, we were talking about, you know, the kind of work that Nicole and I are doing and, and many other people out there right now are creating businesses and creating awareness with, um, blending, uh, wellness and mindfulness and health, uh, into integrating that into the beauty industry. And we were talking about how we would be bringing this forward even more because right now you know we both got done just doing some pretty uh you know what would seem like maybe to the outside world like a pinnacle in your career of like you made it to the top and for us we're going wow this is just the beginning like Mm -hmm. this is just starting uh and you know what can we keep doing to keep this movement going and growing and get all of you who are listening to want to maybe come to a class like this at a, an event or at a hair show. And what does that look like? And I was just thinking in my head as we're talking about consultations, because so much of our industry has been driven by two things, business and 
technical. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I was just imagining in my mind, because I'm a very visual <laughs> person, this triangle. And I was like, what? There, there, there's, this is the third thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the top of the triangle. Like, mm-hmm. this is the top piece. Mm-hmm. And that's wellness, mindfulness, mm-hmm. and self-care. Yeah. So I think that that, you know, for us moving forward as an industry, like that part has to keep being integrated. Yeah. And I don't know why that just came into my mind, but I was like, oh, this is the, the other it's piece. The this is the trifecta. Yeah, Cause totally. everything, I don't know. I'm very three I'm oriented, oriented. Yeah. Like that to me is like complete. Yeah. Like two is great. But when you're thinking about anything that has like a complete circuit or yeah. a complete completeness, it's yeah. like three things yeah. or a triangle is very like grounding. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I don't know where I'm going with that. But no, I love it. I love <laughs> it. Channel it. Um, well, so maybe this is diverging a little bit, but so we work in an industry where there's so, there's so little education on how to deal with people. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you go to beauty so school. It's so insane to me. And then you go out into the, the real world behind the chair <laughs> and you're like, I don't know how to say words. I don't know how to talk to people. <laughs> I don't know how, how to have like physical and emotional boundaries. I don't know how to, I don't know anything about finances. Like we don't, well, that's a whole, that's another thing. Yeah. It'd be part of the, I guess it's <laughs> in the business category, yeah. but that was another conversation we were engaging in. Um, yeah, we, what we do I mean, I love to put like percentages on things, and I, I would say oh, that's what half I was going to ask. Or more than half, <gasps> you were. You're finishing my whole thought. Oh. I lost the thought. Oh, at the end of that, maybe I caught it. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> you found it. <laughs> we're in like this. Cra- I don't know. Do you feel it? We're in this like crazy energy bubble right now. Do I you know. feel it. Yes. Every okay. time I come to even step foot off the plane in New York City, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> What's going to happen now? Why it gets like, what is it like for you? It's uh it's like I step into another plane of existence when I come here. Mm. It's, I live in Michigan in the middle of the woods with my family and that's my day to day. Yeah. And I come into, when I travel, I feel sort of like that Mm. as well, but especially in New York city, when I come here, I am just download after download after download. Like every time I leave here, I I feel like I'm subconsciously just getting all this information. And when I go home, I have all it's like I, I, it's like recharging a battery mm. and I have all wow. of this new stuff yeah. to kind of filter through. Yeah. And, uh, part of like what I teach is called TCA approach to expanding your mind. It's, it's, it's identifying thought, choosing, and then creating movement with them. Yeah. And I get home and I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's go with TCA. Yeah. Like what things yeah. am I going to extract yeah. and implement and put out anyway? <clears throat> yeah. But I was going to say cool. what, what percentage because you start talking about percentages yep. of that triangle. Yeah. Like, is it equal? Do you think that should be like an equal balance of things? What it is or what it should be or both? Both. Well, all right. I think what it is now is 95% technical education mm. that's mm-hmm. available. And that's also what we learn in beauty school, mm-hmm. right? 5% business. Mm. Well, maybe 4.8% business and like 0.2% on like personal development, Mm -hmm. if that, and like zero on consciousness and mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And that's where we come in. You know what is interesting though? Because I was thinking about this and I was like, okay, well, it's not available to us. 
but somehow we tapped into it. Yeah. And so, like, do you think that it's important that we develop that within our industry or can people just go out and find it? Because it's available. There's so many people totally. out there who have totally. programs and they have um, personal development programs and coaching programs and all of these things. Mm-hmm. Like, how important do you think that it is that we have our own? I think it's really important because mm-hmm. the specific conversations that you and I can engage in as conscious, spiritual, mindful beings mm-hmm. that are also in beauty service, mm-hmm. there is a there is a specific conversation that we can engage in. And those are the conversations I have been engaging in that sparked, that really moved me to fully dedicate myself into this hybrid. Mm-hmm. It's powerful and it's there's so much untapped that we're not intent like there's so much work that we're not intentionally doing Mm -hmm. that we're not intentionally yeah like we're unconsciously hairdressers most hairdressers are unconsciously doing healing work Mm -hmm. but on my journey as I started to study energy healing I thought what if we were consciously doing this Mm -hmm. oh my god Oh my God, you know? I think um, some people are going to be like, yeah, and I want to do it, and they're really interested, and some people yeah. are going to be like, I don't know, that freaks me out. Yeah. How how do you think we can shift from, oh my God, I'm totally freaked out by that, and I don't know if I want that. Like, yeah. that's feeling, or there's also the piece of, like, I'm not a spirit, I'm not spiritual, yeah. or I'm not religious, yeah. you know, because a lot of people associate that, and yeah. I don't believe it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, like how can we like start breaking that, that boundary or that resistance down so that it can be more openly accepted as the normal? Yeah. Well, um, I think first and foremost, I am really okay that my work's not going to be for everyone Mm -hmm. and it may not even be for the majority. Mm -hmm. And I'm so, so fine with that. Because if you think about what's available out there, I mean, you think about people that are attracted to Vidal Sassoon, people that are attracted to Tony and Guy or Bumble and Bumble, like there's so much diversity out there in terms of technical education. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like some people are interested in business classes and some people are just like, no, I just want to like do my jam, be an artist, you know, rock work behind the right. chair and like have my life. Um, and then there's, but here's the thing like there's definitely a demographic of us yeah that are out there that are searching for something and most of us do exit the industry to get more development and growth and all of that and um so when so I spent 15 years of my career working with Bumble and Bumble and one of the last pieces of curriculum that I wrote was a class called energetic accountability and that class like changed everything for me because it was that point the very first class I did was like a rock concert it was like (laughs) crazy the the way that people reacted to this was like I was like, it was as if they were walking through the desert and I gave them a glass of water (laughs) you know they were so excited to have the conversation and I don't think you have, I don't, I don't think that, I don't know any hairdresser that doesn't want to feel better and be more vital and be more engaged in the work they do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I always say I've, 
especially with my own hair practice, I try to keep it really grounded. And like the people that are in this, you know, burning sage and having crystals, like we can go there. But I also have lady bosses and fashion executives and people who would never go get energy work done Mm -hmm. that I'm having the conversation with and they're receiving energy work. So I think that the way that the best way to get this work out there is just to keep it really grounded and accessible in our language Mm -hmm. and not, um, I think we can go there and I know for like the embutiment method, it's a lot of it is backed by research and science Mm -hmm. and it's all about re-engaging and being engaged, being in a flourishing life, mentally, physically, spiritually, um, so that you know, everything can be well mm-hmm. and you can increase your own well-being. So I don't know. That was a long answer. But <laughs> I think just, yeah, making it accessible and not like attraction versus promotion. Mm. I mean, doing that, like attracting people versus totally promoting. I don't, I'm not trying to convince anybody what I'm doing is for them. Right. I want people to come you know, let's walk side by side and like move this needle together because we got a lot of, like the whole mission of Embeautyment is to change the world yep. through beauty, mm-hmm. right? To make the world more beautiful, to help it heal. And I love that. And I love that you are so boldly saying that too. That's something I've been saying. And when I first started saying it, I, I, I was like, oh shit, what did I just say? Yeah. Because I was like, well, we're going to change the world. We're going to change yeah. the world. We can change Why the not? world. <laughs> and the the scary part about saying stuff like that is people are going to want to challenge you. Mm-hmm. And I think that like for me, and maybe I don't know how you feel about this, but as I keep putting out more content, even like having these conversations, like it's vulnerable yeah, to sure. be able to do this and be like, oh yeah. my God, it's so cool. I have a podcast. And yeah. I'm like, every time I do it, I have a little bit of fear, which I think is very healthy, mm. that what I'm doing could be disruptive to some people, you know, and they're like, it's going to open up the door for me to have to be very um, certain in the message and certain in what I believe. That's why I created eight, eight core principles, mm, because I, I was that. like, I need to have, yeah. I can't just like start this podcast and start just spewing out things that I believe and just start chat, 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 chatting mm-hmm. without anything to, to go back to. Yeah. So I created a mission statement, a vision statement, yeah. which both in- involve changing the world yeah. <laughs> and empowering people yeah. and, um, and eight core principles. Yeah. I was like, these are the things that I believe in yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah. And this is what it would, be, this is what it means to be a limitless hairdresser. It yeah. doesn't mean that you have to be a celebrity hairdresser. It doesn't mean that you have to yeah. be a, a f- New York Fashion Week stylist. It doesn't mean you have to work at the top salon in the world. It just means that you show up as the best version of yourself in the best way for yourself and yeah. the lifestyle that you want. Yeah. And that's really it. Yeah. And that's what being a limitless hairdresser is. Yeah. Is just do you. <laughs> you got to totally. do you. Totally. And so the only way I can do that is by leading by example and so this is me trying to be a little less hairdresser yeah on this podcast yeah um I don't know where I was going with that I got a little excited about changing the world <laughs> I love it I love your your core beliefs too 
that yeah. so resonates for me and I love all of them. I know that so many, we're so on the same. Oh my gosh. And the cool thing about page. it is when you start committing to your mission, like you have to c- commit. Yeah. And as soon as I started doing that, I didn't know he, who you were. Yeah. You probably didn't know who I was. Yeah. As soon as the, like there was equal commitment on both sides. Yeah. The universe just brings you together naturally. Yeah, you can't totally. like deny it. And um, it's really funny how that has happened and unfolded for lot, me. Right? And yeah. I'm sure you too. Yeah. Well, you talk a lot about manifesting, right? And attracting, mm-hmm. you attract what you put out there, mm-hmm. right? What is it? David Fosher at Bayou St. Blonde. He's so funny. Like <laughs> somebody, or he was talking about being in a toxic relationship or something, not him, but coaching someone and in so many words he's like well you created that shit (laughs) yeah like or you you attracted that shit oh yeah he was talking about manifesting and how it can be dangerous if you're not being intentional yeah because that's very true like all the things that you have done that you didn't like you you made that happen nobody else inflicted that upon you it wasn't your mom it wasn't the world it wasn't the the president yeah. it was you you did that yeah and so and we all do it we all yeah. do it that's how we learn we're humans. that's how we learn <laughs> we know? have brains and totally. that's what the brains do <laughs> totally yeah yeah so many things yeah but the the manifestation part of all of this is is very fascinating to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. um you know even just like we're talking into these microphones and i'm looking at this logo that is on this microphone and i'm like wow that was my thought mm. at one point mm-hmm in my vision Mm -hmm. and now it's like a physical representation of what was in my mind Mm -hmm. when you do your embodiment practitioner training it's like that was a thought that Mm -hmm. became your reality yeah and so you know even listening to this if you pick up any information from it and it sparks thought and it sparks ideas like if you keep following that inspired that inspired um intuition that's just like innately happening for you listening to something like this like that will lead you to maybe more, um, fulfillment and totally more, more happiness. Yeah. And I think we're, I think people can be, I know I was scared of my, what was whispering to me for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I was, mm-hmm. yeah, your post today, weren't you talking yeah, about that? I was today? like, no, not me. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> you can't deny it though. Something else. Yeah. No, that, I mean, especially if you want to get intentional and be conscious and, get more quiet it only gets louder that's the resistance right and that's what keeps us held back Mm -hmm. is when you do start to become aware Mm -hmm. you can't unknow it yeah it's like totally you know you see something and it doesn't ever go away you might be able to or something happens you might be able to forgive it and and move on but you can't forget things like it's just there so if you know you feel like um like you were saying this call and this like pull to bring this forward. Yeah. If you denied that you would be suffering. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to feel free of, um, this resistance that you have towards what your ultimate purpose is. Yeah. I was thinking today too is, so we just wrapped up the training last week. I took, I really took this week off to like just self care. Mm -hmm. It's been months of preparation and, um, you know, I was walking down the street, actually coming here, and I was thinking, I feel like I'm the best version of myself right now. Mm. You That's know? a great feeling. Yeah. And it's, I think it's this, 
you know, we all have, we're all here for something, you know, Mm -hmm. we all have like these unique gifts to bring forward. And I think, especially with thinking about the work that we do, everyone's so good at their thing, you know, there are certain things Mm -hmm. and, um, we have such a, a great opportunity as hairstylists to, you know, make people feel good and change other people's lives. Mm -hmm. I think that's why most of us stay in the career, right? Mm -hmm. Like things get, things are, you know, it's fun to learn and learn new techniques, techniques and all of that. But if you, if you've been in the industry for longer than 10 years, definitely if you've been in longer than 15, you know that everything just repeats. Mm -hmm. It's all just repeating. Like something new comes along like once every 10 years or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So then how do you, how do you keep it exciting? Yeah. Right. And to me, it's, it's about the people. Yeah. It's about the people because everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Even your same clients that you see, if you can, if we have a certain level of presence and mindfulness, like, they're different every time. Oh yeah, definitely. Isn't that crazy? It is really crazy. Like, what happened? What happened in the last month? Like something's different about you. You can't stop change. No, <laughs> totally. So yeah. So um, kind of going back to your to your what you used to do, mm-hmm. like pre Truth Beauty goodness, mm-hmm. Nicole, mm-hmm. <laughs> as like a technical educator and you know, working for Bumble and Bumble, you are a celebrity hairstylist and, you know, backstage at like top shows at New York Fashion Week, like that was your life. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing any of that kind of work still too? Is that, is that part of um, like your world now? Have you integrated some of this into that mm-hmm. or have you moved more towards like, are you feeling like the pendulum kind of going one way, another way? Um, well, it's funny, Fashion Week's happening right now. I still get a little, I have. A, I think I have a little FOMO right now because I'm not doing any shows this season. Yeah. But there's, a, there's, I do it if I'm, if I'm available and I'm, you know, people call and whatever. I still have my friends that are doing shows and stuff. So I'll, I'll still do Fashion Week if I'm, you know, called to do it like physically called not like the spiritual calling because <laughs> <laughs> honestly I never had the spiritual calling to do fashion week I just felt I just did it it was I fell into it by accident to be totally honest mm-hmm. and um so that's kind of a not really doing that right now and I yeah. literally this morning was thinking about I must have had ESP about the things we were going to talk about because um I just don't want to spend my energy trying to pursue it anymore because uh-huh. I feel like I had such a wonderful run with it and I did shows in Paris for many seasons as well and that was equally as amazing um so yeah I don't feel driven to do that anymore but I do miss like there's always that one show that just like breaks your heart like in like the best way Mm -hmm. because it's just when the hair and the makeup and the clothing and everything just comes together like you just want to cry. Yeah. You know, I miss like those moments I miss, but those are so far, those were so far and few between after a while. And then also like New York hair just got kind of boring. (laughs) (laughs) At least the shows I was doing, like the, the hair was always like the same. So I don't miss that. Yeah. But, um, what was the other thing? Celebrities. I never really did celebrities so much. I mean, I, I definitely did my handful 
and again, like right now, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll do stuff if people call. And um, I got to work with Diane Lane like a year and a half ago, which was really awesome. She was great. But other than that, I don't, again, not something I'm like interested in pursuing. Yeah. And if people call and want to do stuff, that'd be great. So whenever you were kind of more in that world, like what changed? Like what shifted you to to want to pursue what you're doing now? Like was there like a moment where, I mean, you, you talked about yeah. creating that program for Bumble and Bumble, but like what was what was that like where you're like, I have to be all in. Yeah. This is what I'm doing. You like totally went commit. Yeah. Well, I mean, prior to that, I, so I was working backstage, traveling the world, wor- you know, working for one of the biggest, most cult-like hair brands out there, working with some of the most amazing hairstylists I've s- still to this day feel like I've known. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was at the top of my game, my craft game, you know, had a loyal follow, you know, client following. I was, I had this prestigious position mm-hmm. at the company. Um, I was like, is this all there is? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like on the yeah. outside, it was like, wow. You know, I would go home and my family would be like, oh my God, she's a mate, you know, whatever. I had you're all the star, things. You're a star, you're famous. Yeah, I had all the things. <laughs> and, um, at the same time, my life outside of work, I was doing a lot of growth work and development mm-hmm. and personal work and um, he- doing a lot of healing. And I just started to feel like I was working in this really shallow profession that mm-hmm. it just felt empty. And, you know, the reality of working backstage is that, <laughs> like, people aren't always really nice. Yeah, it's like you have to kind of shut up and do your job. Yeah. It's I mean it's there's I just yeah. It it was like am I really doing this? You know, am I this person this woman I'm becoming that really loves herself and really knows herself. Am I really subjecting myself to this abuse right now, you mm-hmm. know, in that way? Um and then yeah, I just knew there was like more, there was more. I just felt called to do more. So I was ready to quit, to be totally honest. I was ready to quit. This was in about 2012. And then I thought, okay, I know there's something going on with energy and I'm such a learner. I love going to classes. Like people who've known me for a long time are like, I'm always studying something new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went to um, take a energy class and I started studying healing touch and after my first class I knew I knew I was like all right this is how I am going to bring who I am as a woman and who Mm -hmm. I become into the work that I'm doing Mm -hmm. I don't have to throw away the last 15 years of my life because you know we study our craft and we get really good at it and then we're like but now what what do we do yeah so did you get to a point where you were questioning like do I do this um, like I, I want to be a healer. I want to, I want to share this gift that I've been given that I've learned. Did you feel like at a point where you were like, maybe I should just stop doing this for hair and just do this, you know, cause there's so many people out there who teach 
um, spirituality mm-hmm. and personal growth and stuff, mm-hmm. did you kind of think maybe I'm one of those people now? Mm-hmm. Or, or cause that's where I was. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Meditation like is my life yeah. now. Uh, do I go be a meditation teacher? Do I need to move yeah. to like, where am I going? What am I doing? And yeah. I really struggled with how to integrate into yeah. the beauty industry. It was yeah. very difficult for me. Yeah. And I was like, do I quit doing hair? Yeah. Am I not a hairdresser anymore? Yeah. Who am I? Yeah. And I really struggled with that yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. And um, by asking other people, especially like my husband, and somebody like, well, why wouldn't you just blend them? <laughs> Hello? You said that? Yeah. I love him. Like, why don't you just, yeah, my husband's like my big That's time amazing. supporter. He's like my editor for like <laughs> blogs and stuff. That's so great. And he's my cheerleader. Love yeah, it. he even has his own at kellymason.com email. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. And he like takes very seriously. Yeah. So Great. he, yeah, he goes through emails and then forwards them to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I really struggled and the realization that that was possible was just very interesting for me. I was like, okay. Hmm. Yeah. How All long right. did that process take you? Um, it had to be quick. You said activator. So yeah. Like, it, it, it had to be quick. It was this. like, okay. <laughs> it was like a day. Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably felt like a year though. Yeah. It, it felt, you know, when you're doing your own, like when people say like, you're doing the work, or I'm doing the work or I'm working on myself or I'm, you know, doing this work on myself. It really just means that I had decided that I could no longer live the way that I was. Yeah. And I'm committed to doing whatever it takes by any means necessary to feel good yeah. inside. Yeah. Because I, I like most, a lot of other people who are listening have struggled with severe depression and a lot of anxiety, which at times, like, like you're saying on the outside world, it looks like you got it all. Yeah. I'm like a platform artist. I'm traveling yeah. nationally. I'm yeah. teaching. And I was like, I feel, I feel not good mm-hmm. inside yeah and in a way that's n- very hard to describe but I was so focused on like that because it was crippling what was happening in the physical world because yeah. I would get to those places and not feel fulfilled yeah where I was always seeking a destination yeah and that's co- core principle number one infinity and beyond like there is yeah. no top there is no yeah. end right it's a constant, constant yeah thing yeah and um you can't rely on in on benchmarks in the physical world to define your happiness. Yeah. And so I had to go, well, what the heck am I going to be? How am I going to be happy then? Yeah. If I, if my goal is to be a creative director and I get that and I'm still not happy, well, what else, what else do I have to do or what else do I have to do? And so then I, they found um, meditation and I very, I started to understand what I was doing to myself Mm -hmm. inside. Mm -hmm. And when you start to become aware of what you're telling yourself, Mm -hmm. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. And that's the work. Yeah. It's sh- shifting that. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. And being committed to shifting that. Yeah. So, and yeah. that's, that played a big part in yeah. my decision making um, and getting me to feel like uh, what I'm doing is necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I love doing hair. I do too. And like you, I was like, all my clients are like, cause I did fashion week for like six seasons yeah. and I got to a place where I was a co-lead and yeah. I was meeting with the designers to create looks yeah. and really, really cool stuff. Yeah. 
and I wasn't feeling like I love that work yeah. and I'm, I'm over here going if anybody wants me to come work fashion week I'm like I'll be there yeah. but they're all like oh you're going to New York it's fashion week are you working there I'm like yeah. no I'm going to record podcasts <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah it's uh I do miss doing hair mm-hmm. like in that way mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. and that's why I, I haven't been able to and I don't think that you can ever really quit being a hairdresser mm-hmm. like don't you think well, it's as like long as you got family. Yeah. Like <laughs> they once, never let you quit, right? Exactly. It's like once you're a hairdresser, like you're yeah, in. You're in for you're life. In. You're a lifer. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't think that you really ever can quit being a hairdresser, and that's yeah. pretty special. Yeah. It's like it's like in you. It yeah. becomes you. My Healing Touch mentor was a hairdresser. Really? I should say is a hairdresser. Yeah. Hi, Franny, if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, it's funny. She doesn't, I don't know if she sees any more clients, maybe one or two, mm-hmm. but yeah, every time I see her, her hair is a different color and oh, fun. <laughs> you know, all that, all the things. Um, but you know, um, to your question of, did I ever think about like solely doing Quitting healing work? Yeah. Uh, not that, not like for more than like a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Cause the hairdresser thing, the hairdresser, I love doing hair. <laughs> I really do. I love working with clients in this capacity. Um, and really literally from the first hour of my first energy, my first healing touch class, I had two things pop in my mind. The first was how do I do this with what I'm doing with hair? Mm-hmm. It's going to change everything. And the second thing was how do I teach every hairdresser? I know mm-hmm. this work mm-hmm. and the main, the core principle about healing touch that I love so much, well, two things. One is that it's, it's a heart centered modality, mm-hmm. right? So, so is hairdressing. Yeah. Hairdressing, I think at its highest expression, I think makeup artistry too, any beauty service, it's, our hands are an extension of our heart chakra, mm-hmm. right? So it's just a way to extend love into the world. And that's what we all do. Mm-hmm. It's what we all do. Um, but the other thing that Healing Touch really, really drove home for me was that as important as your scissors are and your blow dryer and, you know, all the tools you use, you are the most important tool. Mm-hmm. Mentally, physically, spiritually. Yeah. You are, if you invest in, maybe don't invest in another pair of scissors, maybe invest in yourself, go like love yourself up, go get a massage Mm -hmm. or, you know, go on a retreat, go on a soul dressers retreat. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in Bali. Yes. Um, you know, like we have to, it's like, you can't drive a car across the country five times without stopping for gas and getting an oil change. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, we have to do stuff to take care of ourselves yep. and to nourish ourselves and to replenish ourselves. And to me, no one's teaching us that. Yeah. No one's teaching us that. So I love that you just Except went. Now. Now, now they are. <laughs> I mean, I love that you just went and talked to a whole room full of beauty school, little young chickens. Yeah. Right? And they're all, they're all, um, not just hairdressers, nail techs, barbers, awesome. estheticians, awesome. Awesome. Um, and hairdressers. Some were um, in school. There was a couple of them who, who had just graduated school. So just fresh, 
so good. That's into. when it should start. Mm-hmm. That's when it should start. Oh, there's so much potential. There's I know. so much potential well, and so much yeah. room. And India Dunn and I have talked several times, and her, one of her passions is trying to get this kind of yes. stuff into school. Yes. Like, how do we get this into school? Yes. If you're listening and you have that power. Yes. <laughs> how do we do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's very important. Um, I think this kind of stuff is so important to start them right off the gate because if we're going to keep progressing this industry and Completely. we're going to have the confidence to keep up with the rest of the world yeah. and pricing and yeah. with what we're offering as a service, yeah. people expect more now. Yeah. Yeah. They just do. And, and the wellness industry is, it's exploding. Yeah. I mean, I just, my friend just forwarded me, there's a, uh, Oh gosh, now I'm going to totally butcher. I'm so bad with like, there's a thing. It's an organization. You're like, or there's something a quote, but I don't something. know it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But <laughs> or like, I'm recommending books that I haven't read. Um, do you ever do that? Yes. No, um, Cosmetic Executive Women's, it's an organization mm-hmm. that it's all executive women that are in the cosmetics industry. And they get together for different conferences and groups. And my friend just forwarded me an email that. They're having a gathering in LA and it's all about the integration of wellness into the industry. So it's here, it's happening. Brands are looking at it. Um, I have felt like there's been a huge gap in the market with service providers. And Mm -hmm. so for me, that's what, that's who I want to serve. I want to serve the service providers because I mean, you and I both know Mm -hmm. if we can, I always felt like I can just only like in my own practice, I can only touch one person at a time, right? Yeah. In my practice. But what if I could touch service providers and then I'm essentially helping them touch all the people they touch and then yep. they touch all the people they touch. I know. So it's like this ripple effect. It's very cool to think about. Right. And that's how we Kelly, that's how we're going to change the world. I know. I have truly I've had the same the same like thought process and that's how and you know, I think it's really important for us to think about it that way because that's what gives us fuel to keep doing this kind of work mm-hmm. because it sometimes can feel a little lonely mm-hmm. and feel like you know, heavy. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it that way, you're like, I am just doing my one little thing. Mm-hmm. And that is making a huge difference. And that goes for anyone. Mm-hmm. So if you ever feel like I'm not important mm-hmm. or what I'm offering isn't as big as mm-hmm. someone else, mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. If you bring to the table the energy to make it move. That's it. Totally. It's just what's behind it. Yeah. So if you come to work every day with the energy of, or the intention of, I'm going to bring all that I have to this person Mm -hmm. so that they can then take that and have the power and the energy for themselves to deliver that to every person. And that's how it'll keep trickling down. Yeah. And I think, we've got, we've gotten a lot a far away away from that. Yeah. And so that the energies has, haven't been powerful enough. Yeah. yeah. And so bringing this kind of awareness, it, I think just simply doing that. Yeah. That's where it happens. It's so huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was my whole with, um, the embutiment method and training. I knew I wanted to have, you know, I knew I wanted to educate you know, people in beauty about wellness. And I knew I wanted to particularly work with hairdressers, but to create, I'm just so excited about creating practitioners. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be hopefully, 
I don't even know why I'm saying it, why I'm sharing it. I'm going to share this. Yeah. I, I, I have a goal of training a hundred or more practitioners by the end of 2020. Wow. At minimum. Minimum. I'm open to, that's why I say I'm a hundred or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm open to something bigger and better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next phase, because once we're out there, we need places to work. Yeah. So phase two is going to be certifying cultures and embutiment. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So we're starting to work with salons, salons and brands Mm -hmm. in the same way. I've been very inspired by B corporations Mm -hmm. and how, um, as a company you can qualify to become a B corporation, which is all these, um, you essentially have to live by all these different standards to have social impact and environmental impact and all that stuff. Um, so, or like be like the organic label on the, you know, right. on the avocado. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Cause so you'll practi- be able to go find online, like an embutiment salon. Exactly. Yeah. I so right that. now, if you become a practitioner, I am building a practitioner directory. Okay. So that all the practitioners are going to be listed. The people who are actively certified are going to be listed oh. on a directory because I and then ho- hopefully as the word about embutiment gets out, then consumers can come find, like they're in Florida, I wanna look up and see if there's an embutiment practitioner in my area. You know, as a client or consumer, you're gonna go see a stylist that probably has a mindfulness practice, right? probably has done some work on their own beauty narratives. Mm-hmm. Um, they are probably gonna incorporate some kind of complementary therapy into your your hair session. Yeah. Um, and I really think of embutiment as, or the embutiment method as like a, as a framework to start. Yeah. And I hope that people take it and really do their own version of it, you mm-hmm. know, because we're all so different. And then as pract- as the numbers of practitioners build, they're going to need places to work. Yeah. Right. And to do this work in a specific way, because I'm really grateful. I get you're in my space right now. You yeah. get to see like where so I get cool. to do my work. Which, by the way, I am. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Main Space, which who is the owner of this space and who I'm a part of their collective. Mm-hmm. So they're really amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Why I just brought that up. Well, I just wanted to give them a shout out because that this space has been really amazing to do the kind of work that I'm doing, and I don't. I, I honestly, at this point, would love to work with a team, mm. but there's nowhere there's nowhere that really, truly can support what I'm doing mm-hmm. in terms of the type of service that I provide. So mm. so we need cultures. Yeah. We need cultures to support embutiment practitioners I and people it. who are, you know, we need them to, like, build meditation rooms and that kind of stuff and yeah. salons and, you know, that kind of stuff. So cool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's the future. It is the future. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, and as you know, like the more that you start getting in this world and start saying yes to all of it, then things just, the path You're going to get unfolds. a bunch of phone calls after this from people <laughs> listening, be like, um, excuse me, <clears throat> where can I sign up to work at uh, one of your impediment salons? Thanks. <laughs> I know. Well, the, yeah. The other thing I'm like, I um, do not want to own a salon. But I have a great concept. So if there's any venture capitalists listening yeah, and, and people who want to open a business, a salon in New York City, call me. 
yeah, I would love that would that would be awesome to like put a concept down. Yeah. And, and like have somebody else who's passionate about running the business. Yeah. That I would do. So cool. Yeah. You could have like little cha- like chains of ones in strategic areas because people would like flock to them. You wouldn't have to have them everywhere. You could yeah. have them in strategic places. People would drive an hour, two hours to come get something like that to done. Go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and or just have embodiment practitioners everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. You know, and have it be. That was also my. Well, you have now. I'm like imagining your headquarters, <laughs> East and West Coast. I'm like, there's offices. I get to come. Um. <laughs> oh, but we need it. I mean, this this work needs a category. Yeah. Right. So that was my other. You know, motivation not not as a like ego. Oh, let's let's all call it embodiment, but in a way of like, we need to call it something. Yeah. It needs, it needs something. Yeah. Because my clients come in and they're like, what do you do? What is this thing you do? Like, yeah. I don't, I'm like, I'm just dying to know how they explain it to their friends. Yeah. How do you explain what you just, the service that you get from me? Yeah. Why I, not have a name for it? That's perfect. That makes it more tangible for exactly. people and they know how to d- communicate that. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. Okay. So now I'm going to put you in the hot seat. Okay. You're in the like. In da, 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 da. Okay. I need sound effects. Um, awesome. The 20 questions. Okay. 20 questions. Fire round. Okay. Bow, 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 bow. Great. Okay. What are your favorite bands right now? What does Nicole listen to? Oh, good. I mean, so many with Spotify. Like, how do you even count it? I'll just tell you what I was listening to on the way here. Okay. Ziggy Marley. Mm. Love is my religion. I love it. What are you reading right now? Um, what am I reading? I have been reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Mm. Good one. Most recently. What does your ideal day off look like? Um, time with my, my dog, walking my dog. Um, spending time with my husband, getting to watch television that's <laughs> like has no outcome or, you know, isn't going to make me smarter. <laughs> yes. Um, eating good food and getting rest. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite podcast? I've been really into the Gold Digger. Oh yeah, podcast. It's because we're building empires. So I know. We're like, thank you, Jenna Kusher. Yeah. We bow down. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Limitless. I'm digging all the, all the people you have on here, right. and um, I l- I really like the Super Soul Sunday ones too. Oh yeah, Oprah's. There's oh, a Eckhart Tolle series out right now. Oh, really? That I'm gonna listen to on the way home tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm big time fan. Yeah. Um, how long have you been a hairdresser? 22 years. In one word, how would you describe the hair industry? Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite color? They're all my favorite, but purple comes to mind. Rainbow and glitter. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Purple. Mm, Good one. What is your favorite treasure? What's something that you keep with you all the time? Special to you? My higher power. Mm. Favorite aroma and why? Coffee. 
<laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I just got an espresso machine and it's like changed my life. Ooh. It's like I have this really wonderful morning ritual now where I make a, it's not a, it's a cortado, oh. an oat milk cortado. Yum. Mm-hmm. That sounds really it's good. It's been life changing. What service is your favorite to pis- facilitate behind the chair? Energy work. Mm-hmm. Favorite food? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's say avocado. Oh, really? Delicious. Most used mantra. It's something you tell yourself all the time. I don't know that I use mantras as much as I say prayers. Okay. And I, I would say there's two. Help okay. help, and thank you. Mm. So the, those are the main. That's a said, mantra. Somebody said those are the only two prayers you'll need. I help like that. and thank you. Favorite word? Love. Mm. What fascinates you? The human being. Mm-hmm. The human condition. What do you want to see change in the hair industry? I think we covered that pretty much today. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll s- I'd like to see more kindness. Uh-huh. What is your message to your peers? Thank you. Favorite quote? It's the one that Marianne Williamson says about how it's not, um, what is it? Like, it's not your failure that you're the most scared of, but it's the light or like you're being big and successful. Mm -hmm. That's more scary. And she says something like, who are you? You know, you ask, who are you? Yeah. To do this. And she says, well, who are you not to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a terrible butchering of that quote, but (laughs) Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> Something like that. Something like Google that. Google it. Uh-huh. Who is the most influential person in your career right now? Oh, this, you know, I hear you do this and I'm like, oh, I, can, I come up with stuff when like I play the game, like I'm like as if I'm on the podcast. You're and like, I, I know what I'd it. say if I was ever yeah, on Yeah, and now that I'm here, I can't think of any. So I know you guys are doing that out there. Um, who's been like right now the most influential yeah. person? Who is there's like so inspiring many. you to there's so many um I'm gonna say there's there's so many um I'm a part of a consulting collective called the hive and it's these powerful amazing women that I used to work with and that I still get to work with I would say they are a huge source of inspiration for me right now mm-hmm. I love you guys if you're listening <laughs> who has been your most impactful mentor Oh, there's also so many. Um, um, well, so Tom Seberger was someone that I used to work for. He was one of my bosses, and he's the first person that said to me, hairdressers are healers. Mm. So that deeply, deeply impacted me. Mm. Changed, the tra- changed the trajectory of my career mm. and my life. Last one. Who else should we interview on here? You can think big. I can. Yeah, whatever. Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah, if you're listening. Oprah, interview Oprah. Well, thank you, Nicole, for bring, being on today. This was amazing. Thank you. We definitely covered some ground. I think we that totally did. If you're listening, we hope that you really loved what we had to say today and 
leave us some comments and I'll put all of Nicole's information here in the show notes so you can contact her and find her on Instagram and her website and see what she's up to. Um, And thank you so much for listening and thanks for being on. Thanks so much.